Hey, y'all. We hope you're enjoying today's show. Um, we just wanted to come by and let you know a little bit of the information of where you can find and follow us. Yeah, so if you click on the link in our Instagram bio, which you should be following us on Instagram at Hello Cheesement Podcast, it will take you to all the links to all of our platforms. The first one being uh, Patreon which is the visual content to our episode. And you can subscribe to this for $8 a month and you get to see all the tea and partake in our visual activities. Yes. And so, and just like Stephanie said, you can find everything in the bio on our Instagram page, as well as all of the other um, social media platforms we are on. Um, When you go to the Linktree platform, you can see our new uh, article with SD Voyager, links to Patreon, link to our TikTok, link to our YouTube channel, as well as all the different platforms you can listen to the podcast on. At the bottom of that link tree, you'll also see icons that are also clickable for you to find us on all of the platforms that we've mentioned. Again, Patreon is the only platform that we have a subscription plan to. That's only $8 a month. And then everything else we provide for that we give for you all as far as content is free. Yeah, so go ahead and if you want to listen to us for free, it's at your Apple podcast, mm-hmm. Google podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you can watch, the, you can listen to the entire episode on YouTube, but you'll only get a portion of the visual. Like I said, we can uh, subscribe on Patreon. Uh, so utilize all the platforms and keep up with us on Instagram. Yep. And let's get back to the show. Bye, Familia. What's my favorite word? Why they gotta say it like short? You know they can't play on my court. Can't hang with the big dog, stay on the porch. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Hey, pero no hay boda. Titi me preguntó si tengo muchas novias. Muchas novias. Hoy tengo a una, mañana a otra. Me la voy a llevar la toa pa' un VIP, un VIP, ey. Saluden a ti, ti. Hey, y'all. We are back for another episode of the Hella Cheese Made Podcast. My name is Dana. And I'm Stephanie. And we are y'all host. Um, as you can see, we have friends with us yes. this time. And we are clearly <laughs> in a different setting, so... Just to start off, we're going to shout out the Employee Collective that we where we are recording this episode this time. Um, and as we mentioned, this is our special episode for Hispanic Heritage Month. So clap Thank it up you for guys Hispanic for coming. Heritage Month. <laughs> Thank you all for coming. And um, I'll let you introduce yourself starting to my right. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Genesis. And what do you do, Genesis? Um, I do marketing at a local television and radio station, and I also do Airbnb. Oh, dope. Ooh. I did not know that. <laughs> and do you, you do DIY work, some DIY work at your company as well, right? Or, or you're a part of the group there? Um, I don't do, I don't officially do DEI work, mm-hmm. but in all of the work I do, like the newsletter that I'm the lead of, I do um, advocate for people of, people color, of color, and I make sure to share stories from all over the country. Amazing. Okay. Awesome. Introduce yourself. <laughs> My name is Siobhan. Um, I am a health justice and equity implementation coach at one of the hospitals here in San Diego. Nice. Mm. 
And Shalom, you do some beauty work. Oh, I do. That's all I do is, yeah, we call it Jedi work, justice, (laughs) equity, diversity, and inclusion work. Um, And so we're really focused in my day job on on culture change, right, to Mm -hmm. ensure that, like, all voices are included and heard. Amazing, amazing. Well, we're very happy to have you both here. Thank you for having me. This is going to be a fun episode. Um, to start, I just will check in to see how everyone's feeling. Stephanie, how you are feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think we're all excited for this, yes. nervous, but yeah. um, very excited, you know, to represent mm-hmm. our roots and, you know, provide information to people mm-hmm. and just have a good time with it. Yep. And yeah, yeah it's going to be a good time. Um, do you have the first goal question so we can kick off I an do. icebreaker? I do, yes. Would you want my hand on to you? Yeah. Is this right Please. here, right? Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Should we do it first? Yeah, we'll do it first. And be nice to our guests? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> be kind, be oh, wait, kind. Do you guys want to do it? <laughs> do you guys want to do it? There's more no, options. No, go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay. You want me to do it? Yeah. Here, I'll... Don't look, don't shoot. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, if you could travel back in time, which era would you choose and why? Oh my god, that's one of my hinge prompts. <laughs> <laughs> you were just saying how you're back on the hinge. I love it. I love it. Well, <laughs> what did you choose? <laughs> well, it gives you three options. Uh-huh. So I so I put ancient, the ancient Greece Olympics, okay. ancient Egypt, uh-huh. or the late 90s when single-family homes were under $300,000. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. Wait, Remind so of an entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know. No. What era would I go back to? I mean, oof, I would, my fashion mind is thinking the 70s, mm. but, um, ugh. I know, that's fine. I was like, when would you go back? I think I'll just go right on back to the 90s when I was born. Okay. Safe. It was safe. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's good for me. What about you, Fred? Okay. Oh, what era would I go to? Yeah. Um, I would say the 40s. Okay. I like that. I like the the fashion. I like the way, like, people would carry themselves. Mm -hmm. I just, I like that. I don't know that there's an era I would want to go back to. I just don't. I'm, I'm not sure I can pick one. Um, I do like the 30s, 40s just for the, the music, right? I'm also a trained jazz vocalist. So for me, that's like such a beautiful time for like music. But culturally, no, I'm going to stay here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll go record some music and come back. Yeah. Right? That's all I'm here for. Bye. Do you want to do one more or you want to move on? Um, let's do one more. Okay. Uh, let's see. If you could choose three different people to a dinner party, living or deceased, who would you choose and why? Um, so, hmm, the first one I would choose is, I would choose my grandmother on my mom's side. Mm -hmm. She passed away when I was a baby, so I would like to conversate and get to know her i think it's important like to get to know your roots and mm-hmm. stuff secondly i would have a conversation with um the the woman that 
is the host for the Not Your Average Sex podcast. Oh, yeah. She is very mm-hmm. successful and very smart. Mm-hmm. And um, third, I would say... That's really like a hard one. I would say... Um, any musician, really? Any other musician? I mean, because they don't have to be dead yet. They can be no, alive. they can be alive. Yeah. Right? yeah. I would need maybe Juan Will Ross. <laughs> <laughs> He's never gonna let me live that never. one down. <laughs> I would say Bad Bunny now. I'm not mad at that. Just for fun. I think that would be. Interesting, but then can I come too? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, especially if you guys can watch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't invite Kendall Jenner though. Right, oh she can stay home. She's staying home. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, that was a good icebreaker. Yeah. Hopefully, you all are feeling mo loose. Shout out to the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so like we mentioned, we're excited to be getting into this Hispanic Heritage Month episode. Um, I am a stickler about history and making sure we know what we're talking about before we get into it. So we gonna get into a little bit of history of Hispanic Heritage Month. I'll take the top one. You wanna? We can switch as we go. Yeah. See how does that sound? Let's do it. All right. So Hispanic Heritage Month spans from September fifteenth to October fifteenth. Uh, the month is organized history about is about organized uh, the history of Hispanics and culture and contributions of American citizens whose ancestors came from Spain, Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central and South America. Um, So the observation of this is started in 1968 as Hispanic Heritage Week Mm -hmm. under President uh, Lyndon Johnson and was expanded by President Ronald Reagan in 1988 to cover a 30-day period. Mm -hmm. And then the additional dates um, included September 23rd, which is the anniversary of El Grito de Lares. <laughs> El Grito de Lares. Yes. <laughs> I was going to do it, but I wouldn't. <laughs> no, please do it's it. It's okay, Dana. Yeah, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> right? All day. You know what? Look, every time I fill out an application, I'm putting that I'm bilingual, so because I am I'm speaking it into existence. I'm manifesting it. I'm manifesting yeah. that. Um, and then... Uh, for September 23rd, uh, which was the inter- anniversary, as Dana mentioned. And then it was for uh, Puerto Rico's first revolution of independence in 1868. Yes. And then the next one. Um, so the day of September 15th is significant because it is the anniversary of independence for Latin American countries, uh, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, and Nicaragua. In addition, Mexico and Chile celebrate their Independence Day on September 16th and September 18th. Um, also, Columbus Day, or Dia de la Raza, which is October 12th, falls within this 30-day period. Yes, yeah. And mostly, so, corporately, um, my background is, like, program management for DEI programs. And um, I learned, started to learn more about... Um, how corporate settings they celebrate all of these uh, heritage months and things like that so uh this is how they you know span hispanic heritage month which i learned the most when working at qualcomm 
um, and learning how, you know, to make sure to recognize and celebrate all different backgrounds and things like that. And that's what we, I'm bringing to Hello Cheese Me, a podcast. Um, so what we usually do is get into our Chili Cheese May, which is pop culture, but for this time, we are going to do some trivia questions. <laughs> so we have, uh, I think it's like five different categories. Um, what do you feel most comfortable going in order? Or do you want to me to jump all over the place? You can jump all over. Just yeah, just make it interesting, right? All right. Okay, cool. So <laughs> we're going to start with Latin American music trivia. The first question is, which country popularized the music style reggaeton? Oh, that's Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> there are answer options. So answer, option A was Puerto Rico. Option B was Dominican Republic. And C was Costa Rica. But Siobhan got it. But Siobhan jumped the gun. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Puerto Rico. yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, let's do some culture. Which in... Uh, which is the Spanish-speaking country with the largest population? Is it A, Mexico, B, Colombia, or C, Spain? Mexico? What do you think? What do you think? Spain? I'm not good with geography, y'all. I don't know what's <laughs> I don't. They don't speak Spanish. I have many, many talents. That is not one of them. <laughs> okay, it was A, Mexico. Yeah, it was Mexico. Yes, that was good. Good job. Um, okay, let's do some uh, icons. Um, do you want to read that one? So it's, let's do this one. Which one? What is charred grilled Mexican street corn known as? Mm. A, elote, B, mofongo, or C, pernil? Okay, so in the northern part of Mexico, it's elote. Uh-huh. But in the southern part of Mexico, corn that's prepared with, like, everything in a cup, mm-hmm. they call them esquite. Reverse Uno, Genesis is fooling us. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we wanted. Like, that's yes, good. Okay. Game. Which, um, let's do one more. Which country is ceviche most commonly associated with? Is it A, Peru, B, Bolivia, or C, Honduras? Oh, sorry, can you repeat the options again? It's A, Peru, B, Bolivia, or C, Honduras. It originated in Go, Genesis. Tom. Sorry, goddammit. I didn't know you were going to be asking geography questions. Okay, let's do... Culture. Uh, let's do one more in culture. Let's see. Um, okay. Oh, this is an easy one. Okay. Thanks, Dana. For the vote of confidence. Uh, Frida Frida Kahlo was a um, prominent artist of the 20th century. We know that. What type of art was she known for? Is it A, self-portraits, B, still life, or C, um, impersonations? Self-portraits? Yes. Girl, see, I knew you would get it. You got me nervous over here. I'm sweating. Damn it. Um, Okay. So we're going to do a history question. Uh, on what day does Mexico celebrate Independence Day? Is it A, May 5th, B, September 16th, or C, January 20th? September. Yeah. Good job. 16th? 16th. 16th. <laughs> <laughs> well, 15th at midnight. 
Thank God nobody said Cinco de Mayo. I know that. Oh my gosh. I think that's you would have had the wrong guess. And they celebrated Cinco de Mayo in Mexico. No, it's like an American thing. It is. Yeah, I feel like that isn't that one of like the biggest misconceptions as well. Yeah. Yep. Because, I mean, in the Bay, they a lot of the uh, Mexican they Mexican people that are there, they do celebrate Cinco de Mayo, mm-hmm. but only because the people in the Bay think it's a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh, there's a number of people who be like, that this is actually not our Independence Day. Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Cinco de Mayo is like the American equivalent of the Civil War. Okay. Yeah. 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 I get that. And an excuse to drink. Yeah. And have some tacos. Cinco de drinko. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's why they started to change it to Cinco de drinko instead right. of like Cinco yeah. de Mayo. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, are we up for one more question? Let's do last one. Okay, let's do the last one. Let's what are the most common tacos in Mexico? A, birria tacos, mm-hmm. B, al pastor, or C, carnitas? Al pastor. Al pastor, for sure, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And al pastor, that's... That, that's like the meat that they have on the sticks and it goes around in circles. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. What is While the cooked. What is the uh, cow tongue called? Tacos de leña? Yeah. That's why my cousin be like, it's so good. I'm like, no. It's so good. It is good. good. Mm-hmm. But I don't like I don't like it when they don't peel off the outer part oh, of the goodness. tongue, like the skin, because <laughs> you're only supposed to eat the meat inside mm-hmm. the, the skin. Yeah, one time I went to the taco shop and I ordered tacos de lengua uh-huh. and I saw like the tape oh my gosh no, oh girl cringe. no thank you no thank you no I, t- thank I you. returned and I'm like no no you're <laughs> supposed to peel that part no, off no. and throw it away mm-hmm. and only like the juicy tender meat on the inside yes alright um, well that would conclude our trivia questions I cannot I mean I think for me I, I normally just stick to t- chicken I'm, yeah, it's I hard can. for me too. Like yeah. even chicken at this point, I'm like, well, chicken and yeah. pork, and like yeah. I feel bad for pork because, look, I'm working it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, just like you said, and then there's like so many documentaries about chicken right now that mm-hmm. it's like how bad it is and all of that. But there was anyway. one on Netflix. Oh, the um, everything's bad. No matter what we eat, we're yeah. yeah that's how I so <laughs> unless you're growing your own food. Yeah. 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 All right, well, we are going to take a small break, um, and then we'll be back, and we'll get into the main conversation of today. Bye, y'all. All right, guys, so we're back from our little break, and... I'm having a drink. <laughs> yes. Same. We're all sipping on our cheers. Cheers. Our, um, cheers. together. Cheers. Um, thank you to La Vias Micheladas. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a local San Diego business, mm-hmm. and she makes some fire micheladas. She uh, can provide you the mix, uh, rim mix, yes. uh, which is so good, and it's yes. made from home, from scratch, and everything. Yes. And thank it's, you for that. It's really, really good. I have to say, I'm not it a is. michelada drinker. Uh-huh. I'm very, I and I hate clamato because it just tastes. <laughs> it tastes too. I don't know. I don't like it. I'm sorry, but this is really good. It is really good. So thanks. Um, so we're going to go ahead and dive into our main uh, discussion, our main chisme for today, mm-hmm. um, and just talk about kind of our identities, our roots, uh, traditions we might have, um, things we might experience as Latinas in the community, uh, being 
successful Latinas um, having creative outlets mm-hmm. and you know just everybody identifies differently has different you know traditions dishes things like that so we can just kind of dive into that mm-hmm. um do you want to start then so maybe you can just let us know like um the roots of like your family yourself um what it's like being a latina in the business you're in um being an entrepreneur having your creative outlets um, let's start with him yeah <laughs> okay first things first um so from my dad's side of the family we have some lineage uh, from Spain, but my dad is from Jalisco. Mm. Uh, my mom is from Sinaloa, specifically San Jose Rios, which is a small town 15 minutes away from Los Mochis. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the next question? <laughs> <laughs> and so just, um, you said that your dad is from Spain. He was born in Guadalajara, Guadalajara, but his family has lineage lineage from, from Spain. Spain. Yeah. Have you been and visited Spain and Guadalajara and all that? Yeah, I've been to Madrid, Barcelona, mm-hmm. and Guadalajara. And what was it like going back to Guadalajara? Um, Guadalajara really surprised me because even though it's in Mexico, it was very European. Mm. Like the in downtown, like the el centro mm-hmm. of the city. Mm-hmm. There's the church, there's the state government building, which is very European, and a lot of people just hanging out at the parks, um, young people, like, heavy PDA, mm-hmm. which is also <laughs> European. <laughs> like, I swear, everyone, all the couples there were so in love. Aww. Yeah. I was, nice. it was very different compared to all of the other city and states that I've been to in Mexico. Mm. I really, I really liked it. A lot of very rich in culture. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And was it like what about the architecture? I feel like a lot of people talk about the architecture. Oh my really. gosh! Yes, the yes, the uh, all the small towns and the cities in Mexico that ha- did have the heavy Spanish influence have the most beautiful architecture. Mm-hmm. Like the buildings have very intricate detail detailing. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was well thought out, mm-hmm. and. And then I come back here, and it's kind of like, it's a shame, because all I see here are just, like, lines, mm-hmm. and no character. Like, unless you go to older historical neighborhoods, then you can, you do see, like, those intricate details, but, um, yeah, I like, I like going and traveling. And traveling. Mm-hmm. Nice. And Shavonia. My family is from Agavaria, mm-hmm. um, in Puerto Rico, so it's on the west coast of Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. So it's always West Coast for me, mm-hmm. whether I'm here or in Puerto Rico. Um, oh, what was the other question? It was just like, so have you gone back to visit and like with family and just like, um, you know, like aunts, uncles? And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, I go back, I try to go back every year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing, like when you get there, how you just, for me, mm-hmm. It just feels like home. Mm-hmm. When I get there, I just feel like settled and mm-hmm. grounded and it feels mm-hmm. like home. I took my youngest son for the first time a few years ago, and that's the first thing he said when we got off the plane. He's like, Mom, it feels like home here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try to get back there every year. Um, my sister and I are talking about buying over there, you know, mm-hmm. since Maria. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of people trying to gentrify our, mm-hmm. our island, and mm-hmm. so 
we're trying to combat that, you know, as much as we can mm. um, by going there. So, yeah. That's, That's amazing. That's <laughs> um, there's a show on Hulu with Padma. I don't know if you all watched Top Chef before. Yes. I so Padma it. has a show where she, it's called Taste the Nation, mm-hmm. and she goes to different countries, and she tastes the food. She talks to them about their culture, and she went to Puerto Rico, and she did, um, and she visited with the family, and um, they say it's the same thing. It's just like, you know, it's home for us. Like, we don't, like, having people here and them coming to, you know, buy land here, it, it creates, like, a different space. It does. It and does. so would you would you say that um, making sure that you have a space and a place that you're from is important? And I'll, for both of you, like, how would you, what would you think of that? Yeah, absolutely. We have um, property in Aguadilla, and mm-hmm. so we're looking at putting, but we want to be, like, all over there, right? So we feel like at least we're maintaining the culture and we go back, it's really authentically who we are mm-hmm. versus people may come in to escape taxes and other things, which mm-hmm. is why they're there, mm-hmm. to buy property from people who are desperate, right? Like mm-hmm. after Maria, they're taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And so we want to get in there and, and do as much as possible. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, because having a space here where you're from is a thing and it is important. Um, yeah, I when, when I go visit Sinaloa, Los Angeles specifically, like Mochis, mm-hmm. I do feel like I'm connecting with a deeper part of myself. Mm-hmm. I used to go visit with my family every summer, so I also feel like in a way I'm connecting with my inner child mm-hmm. because I used to spend my sum- my summers there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have, all my mom has a bunch of friends, their kids are my friends, so every time I go I always, you know, hang out with them, we go out to eat a lot, we go out and party. We ride quads at the beach. We can drink at the beach. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, we can drink anywhere. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and we won't get in trouble. <laughs> so it's it's really it's really nice going and and being a part of a more relaxed culture that's mm-hmm. not very like follow the rules mm-hmm. and everything. You can't you can't do this. You can't do mm-hmm. that. So it's it's a nice little escape. Yeah. yeah. Going to Mexico is always a good time. Um, I love traveling in Mexico anytime. I I haven't gotten to travel to where my family is from, um, like parts of Durango, parts of Sinaloa as well. Um, but I do try to go at least like once a year to Mexico. And every time I go, it's just like, it's like a sigh of relief almost when you're there. Um, because like Genesis mentioned, it's so lax and it's so, everyone is very humble for the most part, very like comforting and very, um, the, the hospitality there is way different than it is here. Yeah. The food, you know, the vibe is just way different. Everyone's just chill, wants to have fun, eat, you know, talk and just be like, it's more community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not very rigid regarding like times and schedules. Mm-hmm. Like over there, people work, for example, eight to twelve, mm-hmm. and then they go home, they eat, they have lunch with their family, they take a siesta, and then they go back to work from like two to seven mm-hmm. to finish their day. And over there, it's very normal to go out during the week. Even you know, it's it's very flexible. And whereas here, you know, it's like oh, let's hang out on the weekend. It's like party, work hard all week, then party on the weekend, go really late at night. <laughs> yeah. Very hard on the weekends. And I feel like that's what um, I was watch, 
I love some free love. That's one of my favorite movies. And one of the uh, uh, guys, when she was in Italy, said, Americans work so hard during the day and they feel like they have to party all weekend. But when you're in Italy, that's not what it's about. It's about about enjoying yourself the entire time. Being present. Being present. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, one of the questions I do have here that I do want to ask is, um, especially with having different identities in, uh, in your background, um, so knowing that everyone identities is different within the community, how do you continue to, uh, be proud of who you are while also celebrating other uniquenesses? So in our specific community Mm -hmm. or like, yeah, so for me, I think Puerto Ricans are a mix of indigenous, Tainos, Mm -hmm. the Spanish, and and Africans. And so we run the gamut of skin colors. We run the gamut, you know. The one thing I love about Puerto Ricans, though, is our culture is really rooted in the same thing. And it's a mix of the three. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's important in in our communities, in all Latino communities, to really recognize, like, colorism and where that comes into play. And... um, for me, being like a fair-skinned Latina, like mm-hmm. it's really important for me to elevate the voices mm-hmm. of like my black and brown mm-hmm. like family, right? Mm-hmm. And to make sure that they're being heard um, and not even centering my voice, right? Because I still mm-hmm. carry a certain privilege, right? Yeah. With fair skin, yeah. but making sure that I'm lifting them up wherever I'm going. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's very important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, here in my community, well, whenever I travel to Mexico, I like purchasing products like necklaces Mm -hmm. shoes accessories Mm -hmm. from local artists Mm -hmm. and when I go to work or I go out I like to wear them and it's I I think it's a really great conversation starter because Mm -hmm. then it's a chance you know for me to share my culture and my heritage with others um while looking cute (laughs) 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 um but I also know what you mean about the fair skin privilege mm-hmm. yeah. that I have here. Yeah. But whenever I travel to Mexico, it's so interesting because whenever I ask local vendors for prices, mm-hmm. they jack up their oh, prices yeah. so yeah. much. And then when I when I when I used to travel with my ex, he he was, you know, darker skin color, brown eyes, more of a traditional looking traditional Mexican look. He would ask for the price and it'd be like Half, <laughs> half the price that they gave me. So every time I would see something, I would wait, walk away, and yeah. then be like, "Nigga, do you want the price for this?" <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to pay the white people price, right? <laughs> I feel that. I want the brown privilege. Yeah, like, hello, Mexican. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. My experience, especially with like the blonde hair, mm-hmm. like yeah. the you know. Um, Everyone is always shocked when I start speaking in Spanish, and they're like, "Oh, I'm like Spanish," and then mm-hmm. you know, so I purposely will, you know, enhance that, like, make sure I'm always speaking Spanish when I'm down there and stuff. Because same, like, anywhere you go, it's not like here where prices are like set on yeah. certain things in stores. It's more like you talk to somebody, like a flea market type of thing, and um, so yes. Same thing. If I'm traveling with someone that's a little browner than I hear, <laughs> I'm like, you go ask. <laughs> yeah, when I first met Stephanie, I thought she was a white girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We was in training, and she was like, we had just been, we had only had minimal conversation. So, and then she asked about getting her hair done because I had mentioned my husband was a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, babe, uh, this girl that I met at my new job wants to come get her hair done. 
She was like, oh, who is she? I was like, oh, this white girl. Her name's Stephanie. <laughs> and then she went to go get her hair done. And he was like, first of all, she's not white. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear him saying and that. I and said, like, saying that. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, he's like, babe, she's she's Mexican. And like, <laughs> very. <laughs> and I said, ah! Oh. And then the next day, I was like, sorry, she was Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> But, that. <laughs> but yes, you know, I can definitely see how that can be challenging, especially when you're going back home or if you're, you know, going to different spaces. Yeah. Um, let's talk about stereotypes. Like, what do you feel like has been, like, the type of stereo- stereotypes that has impacted the Hispanic community? Um, you can speak personally to your experience or... As a female, I hate when men bring up the, oh, you're a spicy Girl, Latina. I hate it. Oh, I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, listen, I am not a hot Cheeto. I am not. <laughs> Motherfucker, like, what are we doing? Yeah. Wait, like, do men be saying that? All the time. Yes. Or you're so exotic. I'm like, I'm also not a lizard. <laughs> like, I'm not an endangered species. Okay? Like, um, so it's like the hypersexualization, right, of Latino yeah, women. Yeah. And that's so frustrating because it's the oh, first wow. thing. The late 90s, I'm going to age myself a second here. <laughs> Like, being Puerto Rican was, like, the thing to be. And oh. so it was like, oh, I need to give me a Puerto Rican mommy. And I was like, bro, you don't speak any Spanish. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Or like, the you can't even handle right? this song. Um, like, calm uh, down. Rosie? I don't Rosie even know. Perez. I think it was, like, hip-hop at the time. Yeah. And it was, but she it was, was like, hot. Sean She was hot at the mm-hmm. time during, like, White Man Can't She was, yep. And then uh, Jennifer Lopez was also, right, you know. Right, so right. they were also, like, you know. Daddy Yankee. Daddy Yankee. Big pun, fat Joe, yeah. right? So everybody's like, yeah, oh, it's to be Puerto Rican, tell it trendy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting time. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sarah? Um, so, I guess for me, yeah, like, the whole toxica thing. Yeah, toxic. Like, oh, my God, you're Mexican? Like, oh, you guys are crazy. Uh-huh. I get this yep, at the bar all the time. time. Like, you're Mexican? Dude, you're crazy, huh? You guys are so crazy. And I'm like... Was really not that deep. It's like, not. I don't have the emotional energy for that um, shit. Like, we're keep we're past like that. I'm like, okay. 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 Like, Take a step back. Yeah, maybe early twenties, but we're past that. That's um, that. And then I would say like that we're supposed to be like at home cooking and cleaning and um, doing laundry and um, making sure we're just like home and like you know uh yeah that machismo kind of stereotype like the culture within the a latino family Mm -hmm. can be a little toxic too for sure but it's tight it's it's a cultural thing yeah at this point but i feel like our generation is breaking out of that I feel like in Puerto Rico, it's not as traditional. Like, mm-hmm. women really are the head of the house. And not to say Mexico back, because I think they mm-hmm. are. I think they're expected to be, like, subservient mm-hmm. while also being the head of the household. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Puerto Rico, we're just, like, head of household, but you can still clean up your own place. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. not what we're doing. <laughs> in my house, you better get your ass out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm neither Mexican nor Puerto Rican. Okay. <laughs> You to being out. like uh, more soft spoken, like mm-hmm. um, they expect you to be a little more like uh, you gotta pick and choose, yeah, like passive, pick and choose like what you say, how.
how you say things, what you speak on, what you don't, um, you know, having a certain, like, appearance or carrying yourself, like, a certain way is is a really large expectation, um, and just being mindful of that, because then you're like, oh, what are they gonna think, or what, you know, uh, your family's reputation, um, I think all of that just kind of, yeah, I, I recently, I'm recently single, and it's funny because I got a pep talk from a family member. I was shocked. Um, <laughs> I, I got a pep talk from a family member telling me that, you know, I'm gonna, I need to tone it down, tone myself down because I can be very intimidating mm-hmm. to men. And, mm-hmm. you know, men aren't gonna like you because, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur, you do this, you do that. And, it was it was kind of like a reality check for me because I, I, I don't I've never wanted to live under the impression that because I am a woman, I need to make myself smaller to accommodate a man. Mm-hmm. So it was it was kind of a reality check that that culture is still alive mm-hmm. in older generations, even in our younger generations. I am mm-hmm. no longer single, but I was single for ten years, <laughs> and and I found a lot like. It, if you have a career, if you have some, Puerto Ricans are not soft-spoken for the most part. Like I know it's a stereotype, but it's also very true mm-hmm. um, for me at least. And and I have been told often, you know, you're you're not going to get a man. You're going to intimidate men. And mm-hmm. and for me, I'm like, I'm not going to stop my grind because of that. I'm not going to stop yeah. who I am because of that, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you can't handle it, then just don't do it. And that's mm-hmm. probably why I was alone for so long because I was like, I'm not going to entertain that shit. Yeah. And I think being Latina, it's it's even more compounded, right? Because of the expectations that, right. you know, we're subservient and, and things along those lines. So. How, how did you manage that when you were dating and looking for a partner? Mm. It was so hard. Yeah. I and bet. I'll be honest, there were some times I'm like, oh, maybe I do need to tone it down. Maybe mm-hmm. You know, you start yeah, getting yeah, in your you head about it. Yeah. Am I too much? Am I too much? Yeah. And then I was like, you know, I got to a point where I was like, if I can't be, like, authentically me with somebody, then mm-hmm. do I really want to spend time with them? Do I really want to spend, like, my life with them, right? Like, do I want to spend six months with them, you know, hiding who I am and not having somebody who's just going to, like, pump me up and big me up for grinding mm-hmm. so hard and coming up the way that I did and in my, my current career my current career as well. Also, I would get a lot of comments about the red hair um, that I must want to be seen, I must want to be visible, and I'm like, no, it just looks cute on me. Like, mm-hmm. calm down, mm-hmm. you know? And I just really had to find a place within myself where I was confident in who I was. And if a man was going to be in my life, he had to accept that and embrace it. Or I was just going to be by myself. Yeah. 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 Oh, it is not a game. It's it's difficult. Like the, the dating culture now is so different from what it was when I was, single like four or five years ago it's it's such a culture shock and i'm it's i'm 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 trying to survive okay okay (laughs) i'm like i'm just recently booed up and so i don't yeah it's it's not a game that's scary it's not yeah it is a whole other show yes (laughs) so what about you friend um say the question one more time just so i'm clear like well we were talking about um stereotypes and how they impact hispanic yeah in the u.s yeah, same thing. I think, like, if you speak on, so same thing, kind of like how Genesis said, being, you know, a single mom, mm-hmm. uh, well, a mom that's single, 
And, um, you know, a homeowner having, you know, has a decent job mm-hmm. and um, just having this platform as well and another side business, mm-hmm. um, I think that, like, men can get intimidated easily. And I think if you are vocal and direct in uh, your communication mm-hmm. and have clear boundaries and set boundaries, um, okay. some assumptions are that you're, like, a feminist or, like, <laughs> that you're, like, bad thing. you know... <laughs> Yeah, but they say it like they yeah, do. They do. You know, like oh, he's, she's a feminist, or she's like you know this or that, and it's like, I mean, first of all, I'm just vocalizing what I feel and what mm-hmm. my personal expectations are. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this time, like, I am not, you know, I'm not willing to like settle yeah. or compromise mm-hmm. myself. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. at all. Like for anybody, whether that's you know, friends, family, dating, whatever, like, I'm not, you know, and I have a daughter, so I'm trying to set that example as well of, like, you don't have to and you are enough mm-hmm. um, because that has very long-term effects. Like, mm-hmm. when you don't feel enough or you're, like, questioning yourself or overthinking, um, yeah. so I'm trying to break that. I hear yeah. that. Anything else on that question? Y'all, y'all slay that question. <laughs> <laughs> Too well, too well. You can feel the energy in here, huh? Like, we're just like, fuck this. We need a man here. Right? (laughs) Um, Okay, so the last one that I'll get into is we'll talk about just um, what can we do to help America be more accepting of different races and cultures? So just thinking about, I mean, all the shit that's going on every day and has been going on just thinking and thinking about how we all identify differently in this room what do you think that we can do differently whether that's day to day or something larger like Mm -hmm. whatever you think I think that internally like within our cultures Mm -hmm. we need to combat our own issues with Mm -hmm. colorism now we need to come back. Now we need to do our work. Right. We we should really look inward first mm-hmm. because if we haven't fixed that among us, mm-hmm. how are we going to fix that in America? Mm-hmm. And so there is this huge disconnect from like there are Puerto Ricans that identify like I'm white. They'll tell you I'm white. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'll vote for Trump and other crazy, I was like, I don't have to censor myself here. Mm-hmm. So, um, they'll vote for like these crazy white, like right wing, like mm-hmm. people who continue to oppress them, right? They're like voting for an oppressor. And so, I think internally, like as Latinos, we have to get past our own colorism issue. Mm-hmm. I think in America, we also just have to live authentically as ourselves mm-hmm. and, and be, be comfortable in that, be authentic in that. And position ourselves in places of power. You see that with the youth. Like, the kids mm-hmm. are going to save us. Oh. They're, you know what I mean? You see it with the, the kids with, um, like, the gun legislation. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the kids that's in Congress now was, like, part of, like, a grassroots, like, guns organization. So, I think, really, we have to position ourselves in, in political, you know, in politics mm-hmm. and community stuff and just really push it that way because they're not going to do it for us. Yeah. They don't want us to do it, right? They don't want us. And there's power when we come together as a community. And that's something I think in, in Latino culture that we have. Like, mm-hmm. we understand community. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much power in that. 
I think it's powerful too, like when kids see them on TV mm-hmm. or see mm-hmm. people in of color, or, you know, and Latinos in those positions, mm-hmm. like they can see themselves in that. Yeah, like look know? at music, right? Mm-hmm. Like look at music. Latino music is like, like taking off, mm-hmm. you know. And we've all loved it for so long, like yeah. reggaeton, like mm-hmm. uh, th- that kind of stuff. To see it like win awards mm-hmm. and and you know bring in millions of dollars like that's awesome like you said for like kids to see that and be like oh hey yeah. there's my culture even you know? banda like yep even banda right yep there i know <laughs> <laughs> you would never see banda on an american exactly. large scale yep. in the vmas in the um i think he was the first mexican yeah. artist yep. to perform in the vmas like mm-hmm. oh my god i got the chills just thinking about yeah. it yeah <laughs> For me, when Bad Bunny opened the Grammys, like, uh, the Bomba yeah, dancers, the like, I see my flag everywhere. You know, that's how we identify with each other. If you have a flag up, you're like, oh, those are my people. Mm-hmm. But to see that, like, on that stage was, is really awesome. And also J-Lo and, and Shakira. Shakira. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. yep. That was yep. amazing. Mm-hmm. It was. Sorry, can I ask yeah. question again? <laughs> so, um, what can we do to help America be more accepting of different races and cultures? Um, I think stepping out of stereotypes and generalizations. Mm. Like the whole, oh, you're a Latina, you, you must be spicy, you must mm-hmm. be this, you must be that. Mm-hmm. Like if we can just step out of that mm-hmm. and see the person mm-hmm. as they are, mm-hmm. which is a human with their own story, their own um cultures their own beliefs Mm -hmm. then we can really like start to recognize that you know everyone's different you can't just put a big you can't just put humans in like these sections and expect them to act accordingly because then you're going to miss out on getting to know that person and the beauty right the beauty of other cultures like i learned so much just here about like in guadalajara like the things you were saying like there's so much beauty in that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, to, like, I, I agree with you. I think really embracing the beauty of being different, yeah. right? And all these things that people have to offer because mm-hmm. we can be really rich here mm-hmm. in yeah. culture. I would say that um, kind of like what Siobhan mentioned, like starting internally, uh, what, you know, therapy, you don't have to be crazy to get therapy. Yes. Latinos say that fra- again. Latinos uh. frowned upon um, mental health. Or they don't touch on mental health. Um, so I think normalizing therapy, normalizing talking to somebody, mm-hmm. and vocalizing these things and just kind of expressing that um, is a good platform to break, like, stereotypes and stuff like that. And I think um, also being having, you know, Latinos in more in uh, higher positions of power is really important as well. And just, yeah, like embracing these other cultures and learning from them and expanding your mind, having an open mind and not feeling like people shouldn't feel superior to anybody. You know, we're all human beings. You know, our children are all human beings. And I think that's that's what I would say. Yeah, I agree. Um, I will... uh, just say, you know, for me, um, just being of a different culture and a different background, it's also, and then also um, the intersectionality of me being black and gay mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, I think also just start paying attention more to the different opinions that are on the freeway, like Stephanie kind of said, but also 
don't listen to my risk when I'm telling you to respond. Listen to listen. Mm-hmm. So stop talking. And listening when I'm telling you if my experience is, then take that in and then come back to respond. I think that's another issue that when, when we are expressing how we feel, when we're saying what our experience is, when we're saying you know what we've gone through, people want to respond and say, well, it's because, no, I didn't ask for any of that. Yeah. Just because I ate a hot Cheeto and my ass hurt and stomach <laughs> hurt because I, you know, shit is fire after <laughs> That's not what I asked you for. <laughs> I ate the hot Cheetos because I wanted to. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like people res- want to respond to things so much. And I think if you just stop and listen and listen to people's stories and how they, mm-hmm. what has happened. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and take that for what it is, too. Like, you know, everybody doesn't need a response all the time. So. Like, intentionally listen. Yeah. Exactly. I think also what I was going to mention is accountability as well. Like, being open to accountability and not just trying to graze over, like, oh, it's fine, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, like, addressing the issues and being like, well, what have I done that has kind of fed into this or enabled this? you know, stereotype to carry on into other generations. Um, Because I think once we can pause and, like, look inward and be accountable, that's when change really happens, just Mm -hmm. in general. Yeah, yeah. In my job, um, or in my job right now, that's part of it, right? It's the culture change. Mm -hmm. And it's finding a way to connect with people that I probably don't agree with in daily life and helping them understand a different perspective while also understanding I'm a nerd out a bit here, like the neuroscience of it, mm-hmm. when people get defensive, like what it does to their brains mm-hmm. and how do you get in there and like help them regulate their nervous mm-hmm. system so they can hear this not as an attack, mm-hmm. it, but as like, hey, like this is something we all need to understand and do. Mm-hmm. And it's a balance, right? Because I don't want to say, oh, we need to coddle everybody mm-hmm. and, and, you know, rub their heads while they learn about this. Um, but it is say, a balance. Say that part one more time. We don't, we cannot coddle everybody <laughs> cannot and like hold their hand and be like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Like, I don't want to reassure you that like my people were enslaved yeah. and like that's not what I'm trying to do here. But I, I think it's important to recognize where the disconnect is and try to bridge that. And that's yeah. what I try. And then through there, inspire like some sense of accountability from their behavior. Yeah. You know, I'm piloting a program right now with a group at my job and it's it's really been an interesting journey but I see the growth mm-hmm. and I see when you're taking sometimes more of a compassionate empathetic stance mm-hmm. like how much more you can get done but yeah. like I said it is a balance yeah. like I'm not here to like stroke your ego while I'm doing that's it that's right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like you said too education is a big piece too like right. educating others on and educating yeah. yourself google mm-hmm. is a free option yeah. Yes. Listen. She's your sister, your brother, your friend, your mother, your auntie. <laughs> she is there for you. I, know, I recently had a man ask me to explain feminism oh, to him, and I just said no. Flat out no. <laughs> said no for me. I'm not your mom. I'm not going to educate you. Like, Google. Google. Like, just Google it. I'm not going to give you my emotional labor yeah, like, exactly. for something you can literally look up on a computer. Yeah, let's, not, let's normalize not having to educate everyone right. on everything, especially <laughs> as women, because I feel like that burden is always expected yeah. to fall on us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I will say, do you have any last words for this portion? What, um, what would you say, like, in Oakland, in the Bay Area, would you say um, you would notice with Latinas there, like, in any 
sort of barriers or struggles? Well, so one thing you have to know about the Bay, Bay is very diverse. So mm-hmm. we, um, uh, Mexican, Salvadoran, um, uh, Filipino, Asian, uh, Chinese. So we have a lot of different cultures in Bay. Um, I think once gentrification started to happen, uh, a lot of the areas that were mostly maybe black or Hispanic and or maybe mixed started to um, to be more gentrified and we were getting pushed out. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think I've never really experienced a lot of uh, people in, of the Hispanic culture discriminating against black people because I feel like there was... Um, they felt like they we, we had to stick together mm-hmm. at this to try to make sure to stick together when it came to other communities, especially Hispanic communities and Filipino and Asian, um, to make sure that it just it, it didn't need to be a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more like of a community. It was feel. more like a community mm-hmm. feel. Um, now there was definitely times where that wasn't the case, but yeah. for the most part, yeah, we pretty much stuck together. I was just curious, you know, I mean, I'm born and raised in San Diego, so I kind of know what parts are, like, diverse, what parts are not, what mm-hmm. parts, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, are, like, black-dominant, Latino-dominant and stuff, oh, but I was just curious about, like, the Bay or, like, you yeah. know, the area where you were from. Well, when I, where I grew up in West Oakland, um, 32nd and Union Street, we <laughs> <laughs> it was not a very diverse street. <laughs> But uh, it was mostly a predominantly black uh, mm-hmm. career. <laughs> but I'm sure the art community was like. Oh, yeah. Bigger. Like downtown, where you mm-hmm. go down to downtown Oakland. Berkeley's always been diverse. That was yeah. always going to be like a space. San Francisco, um, for the most part. But, you know. Yeah. You can get a little bit of everybody in the Bay. Well, we're about to find out. Yeah, we're about to find out. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, meet speaking of that. October 8th will be in San Francisco. Uh, We are doing trap art. So, you know, make sure to buy your tickets. uh, Use code Hella She's May Pod. And um, go get lit with us. Yeah, come get lit with (laughs) us. Buy some merch. You see, we're wearing our t shirts. Um, Okay, well, we're going to wrap up this segment, take a little small break, and we'll be back. Bye. Hey, y'all. We hope you're enjoying today's show. Um, We just wanted to come by and let you know a little bit of the information of where you can find and follow us. Yeah. So if you click on the link in our Instagram bio, which you should be following us on Instagram at Hello Cheesement Podcast, it will take you to all the links to all of our platforms. The first one being uh, Patreon which is the visual content to our episode. And you can subscribe to this for $8 a month and you get to see all the tea and partake in our visual activities. Yes. And so, and just like Stephanie said, you can find everything in the bio on our Instagram page, as well as all of the other um, social media platforms we are on. Um, When you go to the Linktree platform, you can see our new uh, article with SD Voyager, Links to Patreon, link to our TikTok, link to our YouTube channel, 
as well as all the different platforms you can listen to the podcast on. At the bottom of that link tree, you'll also see icons that are also clickable for you to find us on all of the platforms that we've mentioned. Again, Patreon is the only platform that we have a subscription plan to that's only $8 a month. And then everything else we provide for that we give for you all as far as content is free. Yeah, so go ahead and if you want to listen to us for free, it's at your Apple podcast, Mm -hmm. Google podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, You can watch, you can listen to the entire episode on YouTube, but you'll only get a portion of the visual. Like I said, we can uh, subscribe on Patreon. Uh, So utilize all the platforms and keep up with us on Instagram. Yep. And let's get back to the show. Bye, familia. Okay. And we are back. Um, okay, so we're back with our spiritual segment. <laughs> um, so each person chose a card. Um, which one do you want to start with? Um, we can start with, let's start with the affirmation this time. Okay. So the affirmation I pulled, which was very timely. Mm-hmm. Um, I am breaking the generational patterns that once held my lineage from time. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We, love yeah. we love that. Love that. Yes. So it says, My love, you are your ancestors' dreams. What a blessing it is to be alive at this time. You have space to breathe, exist, and live with agency. You are making your way and leading in enlightened life, breaking down barriers, moving mental mountains, and overcoming the recurring obstacles you have inherited. It They're always like feels, <laughs> this feels very like serendipity. It yeah. does. Like everything like is just yep. alignment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Most lovely, you are making a new way and bringing light for the generations to come. Oh, yeah. That got me a little emotional. Because <laughs> <laughs> the bitch been trying. Oh my god. Girl, we see that. you, queen. Thank <laughs> 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 you. Um, so the general prompt says, what generational patterns am I breaking and which ones still linger? So do you, uh, I don't, are you a journaler? Do you like to journal? I, you know, I, it's so funny. I have this discussion with my therapist all the time mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't, I don't journal. Mm-hmm. I think it's like too final for me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I think when you write it, it's real. Right. Yeah. So when I do my goals and I write those, it's real yep. for me. I'm not sure my brain is ready to do the journaling. It's mm-hmm. there because it's happening in my head. I <laughs> I that sounds it. like the perfectionist side. It is, yeah. because I'm not going to get it yeah. out right, right? Yeah. I recognize it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for seeing me. <laughs> I journal for that reason. Yeah. Because I'm like, let me put this on paper because it's real and it's how I'm feeling or it's what I'm thinking. Yeah, so that's why. Yeah. You should read the book, The Artist's Way. Okay. Read it. Okay, I will. I, I, will. I definitely it recommend it. My therapist recommended it to Did me. She? I just started it. Oh. Um, can we Amazon on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. The I did get way. a I shadow forgot. workbook. Yeah. Ooh. And oh, so yeah, I, I uh, a friend of mine at work started it, and I was like, maybe this could help me journal. But I'm gonna get that book too. Mm-hmm. I love, I love the artist way. Who's it by? Artist way. Um, it's just the one. I've it's done. Just... I'm on my second shadow work journal. Oh, have you liked um, it? I don't yes. know about like the it, but like, has I, there been a lot of growth? I, when I started the first one, I had to go easy on myself, um, mm. and it was like, I would cry more, and yeah. like, go through all the feelings, 
Um, the second one that I have is a, it's even deeper. Mm. Like it's like mirror gazing and it's um, like affirmations. It's a lot of different things. It's almost like a workbook. And I really like it because I feel like I'm starting to merge my shadow self and my, you know, the my actual self. Yeah. And um, I do journal because I'm not always good with verbalizing emotions uh. or like vocalizing emotions. Mm-hmm. Um. So for to me, that's like my outlet. You know, like that's yeah, my that's release. And you don't have to worry about anyone reading it yeah. or judging you. For me, when I you, you go back to like the perfectionist thing, it makes so much sense because I'm like, oh, what if somebody read this? What would they think as yeah. I'm writing it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I have to say it right. I have to do this right. Like I get so mm-hmm. caught up in that. Mm-hmm. So well, I sorry, sorry. I had an ex husband actually go with someone I was oh, with. Oh hell no. We won't say who. <laughs> they know who. Went and uh, found my shadow work journal and read my shadow work journal. No While you weren't way. there. While I wasn't there. Without and her they, permission. And they knew that what it was. <gasps> it's okay. I though. wish a motherfucker would. No, thank oh. you. They set themselves up. When you look, you will find. Okay. F so, around and find out. Yep. <laughs> That's what happened. Wow. But yeah. Uh, that is why I like it. Um, it's like, you know, your own personal thing. And if you're not good with expressing it in other ways, that's a good outlet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Do you journal with me? Not yet, but I'm okay. going to start. Mm-hmm. But it, there's also that perfectionist yep. side of me where I, where I feel like I need to start at the right time. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, I can't start now. Like, I haven't mentally prepared. Yep, What exactly. am I going to write about? Like, what is my journal gonna look like? Yeah, I need the right pen. Yeah, like, it's wild, I, right? Oh I went God. to I, I went to Barnes and Noble the day I I purchased I ordered the book because uh-huh. my therapist told me like it's gonna recommend it's gonna bring up some stuff. It's gonna tell you to like one yeah. of the adre- instructions is gonna be to journal. And I was like, okay, well I need to prepare. Yep. <laughs> I need to prepare yes! for this. So I went to my local Barnes and Noble. I spent like an hour looking Gross. at all the journals. Oh my gosh. And then I was like, what's I the right kind of day? What's like, the right time of day? Do, do I want it in the morning? Do I want a plastic le- uh, right. journal or a leather, leather journal? Do I want it to close? If y'all do don't I- pick a damn notebook. <laughs> Clear, the first thing I, I think understand Jenny's struggle. I no. And then the pen too. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. The pen. And oh it depends God. on the journal, right? Oh because God. you're like, you don't want too thick of a pen for like the lines of like a small. Yeah. Like, listen. Yeah. Stop. Welcome to yeah. our brain. So, Stop. So anyway, I spent an hour at Barnes and Noble looking for my perfect <laughs> journal. <laughs> but I ended up ordering off of Amazon. Right? <laughs> and I found it in like five minutes. Right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is the one. <laughs> That's it. So, <laughs> I, so it's funny because, so I went to art school. That's where I started my college career in art school. And you have to, every day, every class, no matter what you're taking, they want to see a page in your sketchbook. Mm. So it's like, I, even after high school, I had to, I had to learn how to journal something. Uh. So by time, like fast forward to when I left art school and then started getting into journaling, I was not good at finishing a ah. notebook. So it's like I I hear the struggle of picking, but it's finishing. 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 I also struggle there. Yes. I took forever on it's, the first yes, one. The finishing. I've I 
thankfully I'm you know I've gotten better. So I I have seven notebooks that I've finished oh, of journaling. But but what what is it about not finishing? Like do so you, that's what I had to do. You I had lose to figure interest that out. or well I'm a um I am very interested in newer projects. Oh, <laughs> I like to start things. I like to start things. And I learned that at an early age because I um, because I didn't finish art school, but it was because of I was wanting to transfer and then things fell apart and all that. But um, my issue, what I learned was I wasn't really good at finishing any project before starting a new one. Mm. So I had to do that work of like, why? Why, why yeah. is that? Why? So then I, um, so and I'll say we can move on, but <laughs> I, um, and I was designing clothes at the time. I was trying to start my own business. It took me nine years to start, but not realizing me starting my fashion brand was me finishing that chapter of my life because it took me that long to even make the decision to do that. And that's when I finally realized, like, this is when finishing things comes in different ways of, you know, of when you start it versus when you finally decide to finish it. Mm. Me, so, sorry, we struggle (laughs) with starting. (laughs) You struggle. And I struggle with finishing. I can relate to that in the shadow work journals. So my first one, I, um, I, it took me forever to finish like the last couple of pages because they're deeper, like write a letter to your younger self Ooh. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, I'll come back to this. <laughs> and I would just do like a regular journal prompt. You know? <laughs> right. And I, cause I know it's going to take a lot, you know, of like digging and yeah. like actually mm-hmm. reflecting and like, what did I need to hear at that time? Yeah. 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 And your child work is not a game. Yeah. Yeah, it's so overwhelming it emotionally. Is. It is. It is. So you chose what? So the tarot, Genesis. Eight of Pentacles. Yes. Yeah. And the description for the Eight of Pentacles is, here we must pay attention to details. The Eight of Pentacles puts the focus on daily work, on caring for the little things, on the constant exercise that allows us to grow and become masters. We can learn, and talent is something that you sh- that should be exercised, nurtured with practice. Day after day, the message of the Eight of Pentacles teaches us that consistency and dedication are as important as enthusiasm, talent, and genius. Mm-hmm. That kind of wraps everything we just said, like mm-hmm. finishing yeah. things right. and like the daily work mm-hmm. and being consistent mm-hmm. and not worrying <laughs> right. about. All these all thoughts, thoughts that these the picture too, it, it kind of seems like, you know, you guys were saying about um, perfectionism mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's yeah. not that she has a mess, she, but it's like, you know, she, when you have a creative mind, like, yeah. Yeah. it seems like she's like cleaning and mm-hmm. just like being free. And they yes. all, they all yeah. look the same. And that's mm-hmm. like that perfectionist piece too. Yeah. 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 Amazing. So what any resonation for any of y'all of these like any last thoughts I think for me that's just right on time I yeah. think for me it was so wild how that is right on time um, yeah. there's a lot of things that we're building for like the next generation of our family my sons are well, he's 18 and 24 now but yeah. I have like my three nieces and my ne- mm-hmm. my two nephews and so really building a life for them that that was better than I had mm-hmm. you know creating that 
I would like to add that I really enjoyed our conversation here. And um, thank you so much for the invite. I had so much fun talking and connecting with you both. Yeah, Yeah, same. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for asking me. I really appreciate it. It was so great to meet you. (laughs) Likewise. (laughs) They're BFFs now. (laughs) Basically. We need to go have brunch now. Right, I know. Watch them and have a brunch together. Yeah, let's brunch together. Yeah, we're going to have to. Um, well, to wrap things up, so uh, happy Hispanic Heritage Month mm-hmm. to all of you and to everyone in the room. Yes. Um, and so this, so two weeks from now, we I mentioned earlier that we will be in San Francisco and we will um, be doing trap art. Uh, go to our uh, Instagram where you can find our links, uh, link tree, which has all of our links. As well as our new article that came out not too long ago for SB Voyager, as well as the link for Trap Art, where you can use our code to buy tickets and get a discount. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we'll see y'all in San Francisco. I want to say that I'm really grateful for you guys coming on to the show. Um, I think it was dope to be able to connect with uh, creative Latinas and Latinas that can relate to certain struggles and barriers and beauties and um, just, you know, richness of being who we are, what we are, life experiences, and it was dope. Yeah. It was refreshing. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Yes, yeah. thank, y'all. thank you so much. Thank y'all so much. And also thank you to our... La Vias, the Micheladas got yes, through this. Yes, <laughs> yes. They did. They did. Yes. Yes. Thank and you. And lastly, but not least, thank you to Infla Collective yes. for this beautiful space. And I mean, I don't... Who, you guys need to check the, the mural out. Come in. Come in. Tell us. Who you the did the mural? Yes. No, That's you did not. So come, dope. come here. Come tell this us. Is, come. This, this is, is Mario. The, the brains behind this <laughs> the operation. Here. The, <laughs> yeah, yes. you can borrow my microphone. Put it on your chin. We'll crop out your slides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> leave them in. Leave them in. <laughs> so this is Mario. He has Inflict tattoos. Inflict collective. Yes. Tell me about your spot. Yeah, so um, I, I found this location back in May. We were located in Hillcrest, San Diego. And um, I, I basically pulled the trigger on this location because uh, when I came here, it, it did not look like this. <laughs> um, at all. I invested a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money, but overall a lot of effort. Um, and we, we finally got this up. Um, I actually started this mural with my one of my artists. His name is Diego. Diego. Mm. And uh, what we did was um, we wanted to bring out the... San Diego's like the vibrant, you know, colors and and we all we all took the feel of the zoo, mm-hmm. um, but the cultura as well as you can see behind yeah. me is uh, Huichilipotli, which would be uh, you know the god of war and god mm-hmm. of sun, you know, in our in our Aztec um, background lineage, right? And so this sunflower uh, represents the sun as well as the hummingbird that is feeding off of that sunflower, you know, and and the, and the sun gives life to everything else, like the earth, you know, the rose and. And the bridge is just a just a, a statement of San Diego, you know. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's, that's basically cool. what we got going on here. Right. And uh, we got a new artist here um, that actually came out from uh, out of out of state. Shauna, Shauna's here, so oh, big shout out to Shauna too. Hey, welcome Shana. to the collective. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I'm just happy that you guys you know came through with yeah. the with the yeah. podcast, Thank and you, you know it was it was actually real fun yeah. and we enjoyed yeah. it. So. Awesome.
Yeah, we'll tag everything on um, the bio. We'll add all the Instagram names that were mentioned. Um, Make sure you like, subscribe, share. Um, This was a really good episode. Yeah. All right, familia. Well, thank you so much. Hopefully, we'll see you at Trap Art. And thank you for joining us. Bye.